are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker, that is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings, happy Wednesday, welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast edition here on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. Todd and Aaron are here with us as well. We would love it if you would join us too. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. And don't forget, uh, click that subscribe button. No matter how you listen to us, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Podbay, it, more of you that do that help us to grow our podcast. Thank you to those of you that have already subscribed. If you have some time to leave us a positive review, those help as well. Now, if you don't like the show, don't lie. But if you do like it and you have a few minutes, um, helping to let the world know helps us to reach more of the world. And uh, many of you have done that already, so we thank you very much for that. Let's give the audience a preview of what's coming up here today on CRTV. Todd, I'll start with you. They teed it up, and uh, you did with it what I wanted you to do. I just basically said, Steve, is ESPN as colossally stupid as they appear? And you had some fun. Yeah, they're not colossally stupid. I mean, it, it just they have a different model. Economically, is what they're doing stupid? Yes. But, but they're, they're into proselytization now. This is a this is a this is a, a mission field for them. They're, they're, they're more into missiology now. Uh, than they are uh, economics, and so if that's what they're in, if that's what they're for, and and they're willing to take a, a, enough of a hit and lay off enough people, they're... then God bless them, I guess. And you know, <clears throat> the market will ultimately decide. I don't want to watch that, and it's deciding. It's basically Fast. saying yes. Yeah. It's it's it, the market is saying unless you're doing a live sporting event or college game day, I'm not watching your channel. They're like a George Soros pack that's, yeah. a, that's self-identifying as a, <clears throat> as a sports network. Yes, and, and I give them credit for self-identifying. Yeah, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're upfront about it. So do, do, okay. they, do they know that, though? I mean, that's what I mean about the stupid. Have, if they embraced it, there'd be a level of respect. I don't, I don't know if they fully... I think they, can, think they still think they can have it both ways, and they just don't understand why everybody isn't as hip and cool as they are. Well, what you see when you hear from their brass... You do hear that. But that's inherent to progressivism as a worldview. That, that level of arrogance, self-righteousness, hubris is inherent to progressivism. Because right away you begin with, man is basically good, so I don't need a God. Right away, therefore, if man is basically good and I don't need a God, the next statement, stop me if you've heard this one before, your next article of faith is, ye be like God. Whose tagline is that again? I don't know. We'll have to Google it. Anyway, um, that's, that's that level of hubris, that level, that level of arrogance is inherent to someone whose religion is progressivism, and that's what, and progressivism is a religion. And and you become you you become so so ideologically narcissistic, high on your own supply, that the assumption is. What you're doing isn't presenting a viewpoint. You're presenting the truth. What you're doing is not slanted. You're presenting reality that's objective. And those who don't agree with this being reality, they're the ones that are deceived. Climate change deniers. Yes. 
or they're not or they're crazy or they're racist they're bigots because if you just if you don't love the same I know we just talked this conversation about idolatry on the show a couple days ago where Trumpism is concerned but you know Trumpism has got about 35 years to catch up to what progressivism is in this front I mean progressivism literally is the chocolate bunny Progressivism literally is, and all who gazed upon the beast marveled at it. Yes. And if you will not marvel at it the way that I will, then either you're dumb, stupid, and or not deserving of you know, basic human dignity, worth, or liberty. Because you clearly can't handle it. I mean, if, 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 if you take your basic goodness and use it to reject what I think and know to be the manifestation of, of human, humanity's basic goodness, then that clearly means there's something wrong with you. You can possibly disagree with me. That's like disagreeing with the temperature outside. You, you can't disagree with the truth. That's the level of haughtiness and self-righteousness that you're dealing with. Yeah. They're on a mission from God, bro. Can't believe no one wants to watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. No one wants to watch all the shows. No one wants to watch all the shows. Unless it's a live sporting event or it's college game day, people don't watch. At least not in the numbers that they used to. And this is why. And especially when they had it, even if they didn't have the personalities, Dan Patrick and uh, Keith Oberman, who a, a leftist... And I was it, shocked when I found out that Keith Oberman was, Oberman was essentially a Marxist. Yeah. Shocked. Because 11 p.m. Sports Center back in the day Perfect. with him and Dan Patrick, Perfect. man, was must-see TV. Yeah. You could not miss an episode. It didn't matter how early you had to be to work or to class the next morning. You had to so watch So they have that. the model, and they're just like, eh, whatever. When he showed up years later on MSNBC dropping Marxist bombs, I'm like, how did I miss that on Sports Center? Well, because it was Sports Center. Right. It wasn't Woke Center. We had, they hadn't made that transition yet. And now they don't care what it does to their bottom line. They're the ones handing out the yellow sli- the pink slips. They're the ones doing all these layoffs. They, you, you, think, you think you and I know more about their economic and business model and, and where they're at than, than they do? Of course not. So they're not dumb. They're not stupid. This is their conviction. It's like the Republican Party. They're not the stupid party. They don't follow through on what they promise us. And they're terrible at messaging what we believe because they don't believe what we believe. They're lying to you. They're not stupid. They're dishonest. Totally different sin, guys. All right? They're not dumb. They're dishonest. ESPN isn't dumb. They didn't forget. This went from, this went from essentially, you know, what do they call that FU money when you're that rich? J, J. Paul Getty had that kind of money, right? He literally just... The Getty Foundation just literally wrote these schmucks a check to start this little network called ESPN in 1979. Why? Because they, they were shaking out couch cushions and Benjamin Franklin's were coming out. What are they get? You got to just give money away because the tax, top marginal tax rates in the late 70s were like 75%. Okay? I mean, you, you were literally looking, you were literally looking for bad businesses to buy. You could write <laughs> off. Because if you were that wealthy, it was a lost leader in taxation. All right? So the Getty Foundation writes this check to these sports, these sports media schmucks to start an all-sports channel on cable news, thinking it would never be successful. And it became one of the most successful business enterprises in modern American history. They did just get dumb. 
Like around 2013, did they just decide, uh, uh, we just we don't know how to do this anymore, guys? No. You don't get dumber in business by aligning yourselves with Disney, which is an even more successful business enterprise than ESPN. They're not dumb. This is what they believe. They are trying to proselytize you openly. ESPN, if, you go, if you're on DirecTV, there's like tiers of channels. The sports channels are like from 205 to like 225. The religious channels are like the Scientology channels like at 320. You know, the BYU channels there and the, all the you know, TBN channels are in those 320s and 370s. That's where ESPN should be. They shouldn't be channel 206 on DirecTV. They should be like channel 373, right, between TBN, TBN and the church channel. Because that's what they're preaching. Or, or they're 321 right after the new Scientology channel. Right between Benny Hinn and Rob Yeah, Bell. It, yeah. It, it's a religion. It's, it's like the Mormon, the BYU channel, which is the Mormon church with sporting events. I've watched the Mormon channel quite a bit because they have like a lot of cool old school BYU football games on. You know, I love to watch the old school stuff. Like I've watched all kinds of Jim McMahon's old games on, <laughs> on the Mormon channel. All right. I never would watch... Probably, other than if they, I don't watch, but it's not just because I'm not Mormon. I don't watch any, almost anything on TBN or any of that other stuff either. If they start like showing old sporting, you know, I do watch old Billy Graham Crusades on TBN. I mean, those are on. I like to watch those. All right. And so that's what ESPN is. They, they should be in those, that 321, 378 channel range. It's, they're preaching the religion of progressivism. They just happen to have a lot of rights to live sporting events. That's all. And what'll be fascinating now is is you know, we talked before. Was it was it privately we had this conversation about economics or did we have it on the show? And I I, I talked about, let's say, Todd, if you had the situation where you had to buy a house. You 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 had to sell your house. Because you could you you, you had an economic downturn, you or your wife lost your job couldn't afford it. And, it and and of course you love your home you're raising your kids there so that's your, that's that's the last drastic measure you make right so before that you're like well we can't afford this heated garage i i can't keep do the upkeep on this fancy deck you know what i'm saying right so you start doing cutbacks to make the home cheaper and then ultimately you just have to sell the house but what did you do before you came to the conclusion you had to sell the house you got rid of a lot of the, or you downgraded a lot of the amenities that would have made it more marketable, right? Sure. So now even selling the house, you're kind of, and now you're what we call house poor, all right? You're too poor to live in the house, too poor to sell it, <laughs> all right? You're trapped. That's what ESPN is. They, they, the, the advertising era has, has changed. They can't make money back on these huge rights fees they paid for all these live sporting events. <coughs> The problem is, though, no one wants the proselytization stuff they're doing. No one wants it. And therefore, the only way they keep making billions of dollars is by doing what? Live sporting events, which they lose money on because they can't sell enough advertising the way they used to to make a profit off of it. So they just keep making more losses. This is oh it was no it was it was we were talking about conservative talk radio that's the that's what talk radio is at Rush Limbaugh does not make money for iHeart Radio it's a huge loss to them huge loss how do I know well it's simple math if Rush Limbaugh made money for them would they be five hundred million dollars in debt what, what do you think doesn't seem so it doesn't doesn't really work no it doesn't really work 
similarly, if you could make if if ESPN could make money on the NFL with what it pays in rights fees, would they have made all these layoffs? No, no. Well, Steve, how do the networks make money? Their whole model when the networks can make money on the NFL because their model is not dependent. They got all kinds of diversified programming. They got primetime lineups. They've got news. You know what I'm saying? This isn't their sole money making venture. Um, iHeart doesn't make money off Rush Limbaugh, but it can't afford to get rid of him because you're, if you're iHeart, you're hoping another company will come along and buy you or will buy enough of your assets to get you out of debt. Well, what's one of your primary commodities that would make someone buy iHeart? Rush. Rush. Because if you don't have Rush, you know what you are? Tune in radio. You know what I'm saying? You're a podcasting platform. Okay. I'm buying, I'm, 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 I'm taking on your $400 million in debt for that. Why would I do that? I can go, I can go start my own podcasting platform for you know, pennies on the dollar compared to that. So they're trapped. They have to keep paying Rush, even though they can't sell enough ads to make money on Rush. They have to keep paying him because he's one of the primary attractions to their company that they have. It's not music stations because I can just get all that on my phone. I mean, what we pay pennies on the dollar for an Amazon music account to get every song you would ever want. And, and I get so many accounts with that. I, didn't I just give you one, Aaron? I just gave you one. Yeah, because I could. We our family didn't have enough. Couldn't, couldn't fill out all the accounts. We so just gave Aaron one of ours, so he's getting all those songs for nothing. Because and it's not like it's costing us an arm and a leg. It's like eight bucks a month or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not all the Kiss One Hundred Sevens that Clear Channel's making that I find if I'm a buyer I'm interested in. Because what's Kiss One Hundred Seven playing? Everything you can get on your Amazon or your for penny or your Spotify for pennies on the dollar every month. And there, and there, there's no commercials. You get to create no your own pl- personalities. Yep, your own playlists. No, no, I don't need to know what the weather is because if, if I if I wanted you to interrupt Taylor Swift to tell me what the weather was, I, I I'll just go to my weather app, find out what the temp is outside while I'm listening to Taylor Swift. I don't need you to interrupt the song. I don't want to hear your grating, annoying voice of your DJ. So all the Kiss 107s of of iHeart. That, that why would I buy that? Because their number one commodity, everybody can get everywhere else. So they have to keep paying Rush hundreds of millions of dollars, even though they cannot recoup it in, in advertising profit because they're house poor, they're trapped. They're too poor to get rid of them, too poor to keep them. And they have to hope someone will eventually come along, think they have a new way to monetize in the new media what Rush does, that they will then buy the rights to him and pay iHeart for that because that's their property. That's where ESPN is right now. They can't make money off of all these entities, but they can't, they can't drop them because you're, enough people aren't watching SportsCenter anymore. Enough people aren't watching the morning shows, aren't watching all these debate shows. They can't make their money back on that, so they're trapped. And, they, and they're okay with it, though, because they believe in proselytizing progressivism. So they're not dumb. This is just a courage of conviction for them. Aaron, what stood out to you about the television show today? Two things. Uh, one, we had a conversation on the roundtable with Daniel. That's, it's one of those types of conversations that, um, that you just need to have every now and again. It was just an adult conversation about uh, a, a topic that, um, that could seem kind of dry. Uh, and it was uh, talking, about, um, talking about trade, essentially, and the differences between our relationships 
with China and those uh, involved in NAFTA, specifically Mexico. And the, the, the reason why this conversation is important to have is because our commander-in-chief tweeted, when you're already $500 billion down, talking about the trade deficit, you can't lose, end quote. And so there's not, it's clear there's not a whole lot of these types of conversations going on. So we had one with Daniel as well today. Also had a conversation with the executive producer of Shapaquitic. Did I say that right? Yep. Um, he, uh, he explained how the heck that movie got made. I'm glad you brought up the trade conversation because I was going to bring that up myself if one of you did not. You need to hear how Daniel and I break this down. Along the lines of what Aaron just said, it's it's not going on that I can find. I don't watch like you know Bloomberg or F- Fox Business. I don't watch those channels. So maybe they're having this conversation there. But a lot of cable news channels operate under the assumption that you aren't capable or willing to be given adult level analysis like that. And I think it's really important that you guys hear the back and forth between Daniel and I to truly understand this issue and get beyond the demagoguery of Trump's great or Trump's wrong. It's a lot more complicated than that. And here's why it's going to matter. Here's why it matters to everybody listening right now. I get a text from my wife after we get done yesterday. Hey, um, I'm making these low-carb egg rolls for dinner. And there's this one lower-carb egg roll pack at the local grocery store, this particular brand. Can you go pick it up for me? And I need this coleslaw salad mix. Okay, you got it. Go and wait in line to, um, to check out. Woman ahead of me is checking out. She cannot believe this item has like doubled in price since the last time she was at the store. And she looks at me. I, I, didn't, I don't know if maybe she recognized me or maybe she was just so frustrated she just wanted to talk to the next person in line. And she's like, do you know why this happened? And I was like, no, because I I had to get home. So I didn't have time for a half hour conversation. But I can tell you why it happened. What's one of the number one exports America has, particularly to a country like China? Do you guys know? Agriculture. Ag, yeah. And it was an ag item she was buying that had soared in cost. See, over there in in China, they're not just going to sit there and say, well, we're just going to take it from you guys. No, they're not. So they're coming back at us, right? And then your ag industries aren't going to be like, well, like, hey, Bobo, smarter than the average bear. I guess we'll just voluntarily make less money. No, they won't. So when their profit margin, when their yield is going down on their yield, guess what they're going to do? They're going to pass that cost on to the consumer. And that's why it costs more there. And you're going to see a lot more of this. A lot more of this. And we are going to explain why. And why on the surface, if you only follow the demagoguery, it seems weird that Daniel and I are all for what Trump is doing with Mexico, not for what he's doing with China. That's why you got to get beyond the demagoguery. Folks, self-government begins with the self. you got to get more informed. Mexico and China are not the same thing. We have a trade deficit with China because we're their number one customer buying their cheap goods. That's good for American consumers. We have a trade deficit with Mexico because they're flooding our markets with cheap labor that are driving up the cost of the welfare state and driving down your wages. One of these things is not like the other. Now, I ask those of you listening, 
Where have you ever heard that explained to you that way before? Or have you ever? I'm guessing probably not. That's why you want to listen to the conversation Daniel and I have today on CRTV. Get beyond the demagoguery. We're all America first here. But um, taxing Americans, through letting China tax America so you don't have to take the blame for it. That's not America first. That's government first. That's what that is. All right, so these are important distinctions, and I think it's important for you to catch today's show to understand them on CRTV. CRTV.com, promo code DACE if you're not yet a subscriber. Uh, today's a great day to take advantage of that promo code. Get a reduced subscription. CRTV.com, promo code DACE, and that'll get you access not to just our show, but all of the shows we do every day at CRTV. All right, let's get to it on a Wednesday. It's time for some buy, sell, or hold. Aaron will throw out some, hopefully, interesting, provocative statements. Todd and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Hopefully with a good reason why. Once per show, we are each allowed a hold, although only in extreme circumstances, like your, your, the proposition is just that lame, or there's no way possible to make a claim, right? Otherwise, it's a violation of the dude code for punking out. So let's play. Aaron, go ahead. All right, we'll start with Fevert, who says National Guard at the border will actually happen. I have a follow-up as well. I want to say bye. I'm going to buy. And the reason I'm going to buy is because I could see Texas particularly in an election year coming alongside an effort like that which would sort of force Trump to go beyond his typical Twitter posturing and actually follow through with action I, I could see Texas doing that so I, I think I have more faith in Texas following through on Trump's threat than Trump so I'm going to say, I'm going to buy for that reason, Todd. Uh, I'm, I was going to buy briefly because of a way of reacting to uh, the omnibus uh, and the discussion we just had regarding the trade war, uh, at the very least, is a way uh, to distract from that. But... Um, yeah, remember them that speaking of the omnibus, we were sitting here on air, just laughing. What? How long ago was that? Two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. talking about the um, why it's a no-brainer that he veto that thing, and he signed it anyway. So, nope. It would it tactically it'd be a no-brainer for him uh, to put him down there, but that's why he's not going to do it, I guess. Um. This this may be splitting hairs here. Isn't it the governors who control the National Guard? Yeah, you can federalize the National Guard. Like like Eisenhower did this um, uh, to desegregate, was it uh, the University of Arkansas, the University of Mississippi back in the day? You can federalize the National Guard. It's typically not optical from or, or optimal from an optics standpoint, particularly in this day and age. But... Yes, their normal chain of command is they're under control of the governor, but they can be federalized. Smug Steve the Lesser says uh, by 2050, 
The conclusion of Ramadan, known as Eid al-Fitr, will be a federally recognized holiday. Bye. 2050? We broke Todd. 2015. Right? Oh, no, it can't be 2015. We're oh, I'll buy, it. I'll buy it by 2015. I'll buy it's 2018. Oh, 2018. Right so, 2050, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry. Yep. Um, that's how optimistic I am, is I was willing to retroactively <laughs> buy. Buy. We won't, get, we won't need to get to 2050, guys. I'd say by 2025. Uh, sell, because I'm counting on SMOD before then. Blake Johnson says Back to the Future will be one of the next franchises to be rebooted within the next five to ten years. Sell. Sell. I don't think so. Buy because just like with Harrison Ford, you have the the graying actors, uh, Michael J. Fox. Now, Michael J. Fox, because of his health, couldn't be a primary player, but I'm sure he'd be happy to play a bit part and make a ton of money doing it, so I'll buy. Sackcloth and Ashes says, Chinese tariffs on U.S. goods, particularly bacon from my home state of North Carolina, will begin to hurt the U.S. economy. Trump will declare victory and remove all tariffs before 2018 midterm elections. I'll buy that last part for sure. For sure. Oh, the last part yeah, the, is going the to terrible, happen on any the, issue. The terrible timing. I mean, of Trump this. could. Trump could. Trump. I mean, I, 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 I'm shocked Trump doesn't take credit for defunding Planned Parenthood while handing him a 500 million dollar check. I mean, I, that's that's a guarantee. He's going to take credit and claim victory no matter what the situation or what the circumstance is. I mean, I mean, he he's going to sit there and and say there's no Americans at the Baghdad airport, guys. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. You made a suggestion on the show that I don't want to give away because I want people to watch it and subscribe. But um, the timing of this, though, specifically, of course, he would do that right before the elections. Yeah, but do I think? Yeah, I think you are going to see American consumers hurt if these go if these go that long, seven months. Yeah, I'll buy. Oh, I that as well. Okay. Uh, Jacob Hibbard, I like this. Uh, real recognized real here because it's officially football season again. Pa- the Pac-12 will get left out of the college football playoff for the second year in a row. I'm not even close to putting my preview and stuff together. When I'm what sell. are you doing with your life then, Steve? I've been in, you know, I've been immersed in March Madness, but I'm going to sell because I like what Washington has coming back, and I, I could see them being favored in every game on their schedule. So I'm, I'm going to sell. Yeah, and if Steve doesn't know, uh, I don't know. And But ask me this question again in about like three months. I'll know more. Three months? Yeah, that'd be like July. I'll have my preview and everything done. Wow. Man, three months. I thought you'd like, I mean, I'm, I know you're still in your post-March Madness glow, but I figured, you know. Plus, I gotta get, I've got a book I've got to write. i got some things going on, man. Yeah, no, that's true. Okay. That's true. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll have my college football gosh. preview done by Memorial Day. My you, bust. You bought. I'll sell. <laughs> I, I, I'll sell just because I. Steve said otherwise. I'll go further and say I think there's a much better chance there won't be a Big Ten team than there won't be a Pac-12 team. That's just your Michigan malaise talk. No, it's because of how strong I think. I think what is it? Four of the. 
five uh, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan. Five of the top 12 teams in ESPN's initial preseason poll are from the Big Ten. See, that's I think they're going to beat each other up. That's insane. Yes, that logic of that is just why this whole thing is stupid. The, the logic that you have the best teams in college football is the argument that one of them won't be in the championship. That's asinine. Not, I mean, I, not that you're making the argument, but I, I know the drift of this thing is. is well, here's where is you're, to, at. you're You're never going to have. You're never going to have a college football playoff without an SEC team. So you're not really you're not you don't really have 130 teams vying for four for four spots. There's 14 teams in the SEC. All right, so you really have 120. Uh, well, there's 100, so 116 teams. You have 116 teams vying for three spots because one of those spots at least always goes to the mm-hmm. SEC. And last year, two of them did. One of them, but the SEC gets one for sure. You have Clemson sitting over there in the ACC who's bringing back everybody. I mean, I, I think they're – I can't believe the kids they got to come back this year. They're, they're going to start a defensive line of four guys that are all NFL first-round picks. That's Miami in the 1980s kind of stuff. We, you know, I, I, so you, there's, I don't see a team in that conference that will challenge them. So now we're, now we're down to 115 teams competing for two spots in my mm-hmm. view. All right? Um, I think when you look at Washington, I think, and again, I'm just doing this off of my initial look at the season after the last one without doing a deep dive yet. Mm-hmm. Washington, I think, is that much better than everybody else in the Pac-12. I think the difference, if, if you say you think Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten of those five I just mentioned in ESPN's top 12 and Michigan's the fifth best team overall, okay. But if you watched the game last year, Michigan led most of that game. And as one of the best Ohio State beat writers wrote after that game, Michigan was essentially better than Ohio State at 21 out of those 22 positions. What, am I, what, I, what do I bring? It's just quarterback was the big difference. Mm-hmm. Why do I bring that up? Because what do you think the, the gap is between, if Washington's the best team in the Pac-12, what do you think the gap is between them and the fifth best team in the Pac-12? It's chasm. What's the gap between Michigan and Ohio State right now? It's not a chasm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's much more likely those teams in the Big Ten beat each other up. That's why I think it's more likely the Big Ten will get left out again than the Pac-12 will get left out. I hope I'm wrong. And I'm, when I go through, I'll go through, you know me with my preview, I'll go through all the schedules and everything, and I'll have my final picks in July. But just looking at it right now from a 10,000-foot view, I could see all those teams beating each other up. Absolutely I could. Just because I can't help myself. I think Iowa is going to have like the exact same season they had last year again. Cuz I mean they I mean they're losing their most dynamic playmaker on offense, but as long as they don't have anybody on the outside wide receiver who can actually open it up, it's just going to be uh it's going to be tough sledding again. So offense will be a uh, challenge. Uh let's see. Here's politics guy. He says, who serves longer in Trump administration, uh, John Bolton or Larry Kudlow? Uh, let's say... Kudlow. Let's, Kudlow, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're buying Kudlow. Todd, do you buy or sell? Kudlow? No, I was just getting his name pronunciation Kudlow. right. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, um, let's say Kudlow 
Uh, let's rephrase this. Cudlow serves longer than John Bolton in the Trump administration. Sell. I mean, Bolton Bolton has been trying to get a spot. Him and his allies have fought for him to get a spot in the Trump administration from the day after the election. Okay? Yeah, he picked out the drapes like 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So I, I could see him going Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions yes. here. Well, it's it's hurtful. But I'm staying nonetheless, baby. Because if you think I'm just handing this, it took me a year and a half to get this spot. He's the new stapler guy. Yes, I could see John Bolton going King David. I will become even more undignified than this. (laughs) Cudlow's got money, successful, man of faith, can go back to cable news anytime he wants. You know what I'm saying? I I could see Cudlow saying, I, I could see Cudlow saying even in a few months. If we, go, if we keep going down this road with tariffs and everything else, Cudlow's just like, you know what, guys, I tried. See you on CNBC next Monday night. I could see that. Bolton, on the other hand, oh, no. Oh, no. You do not fight, scratch, and claw. You don't have Fox News, essentially. And I agree. With, I don't agree with them on everything, but I'm, I think Bolton's a good addition overall to the Trump White House. So don't get me wrong. I'm just speaking from an ambition standpoint. I think Bolton needs this a lot more than, than Larry Kudlow does. Kudlow has a pretty good life. Bolton's a pure, true ideologue. And, and you are not going to, you know, you're not going to have Fox News advocating for you to have a job in the Trump administration for a year and a half. Just, just so that the first time Trump does something you think is squirrely or sketch, uh, I can't do this, guys. No. I think, I think that, that spot's going to have to be pried from his cold, dead fingers. That's what I think. That's exactly right. Jay Hinton says, Trump's Twitter rhetoric and trade war saber rattling will tank the stock market over 7,000 points from its all-time high. Wow. Hint, it's already lost 3,000 from that high. Wow. (coughs) So we're talking an additional four grand? Yep. Yep. (sighs) I know what's coming next. That's a massive number. I'm going to sell... Just because it's, it, I'm going to sell. Just because I, I could, I could conceive Trump and Cudlow contriving something to reset the markets, some give back, something to avoid that level of freefall. Because again, I, what have I told you guys all this time? We don't have an economy. We have a series of bubbles that blow up and burst, and then we move on to the next one. You know, so I, I could see the contrivance of some other bubble um, to win back some confidence of, 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 of investors to avoid that happening, what particularly the, in an election year. What was the window of time, Aaron? This year, right? Yeah. This year? I'm going to sell. Um, I just don't. It's going to be a, if it's going to be a slow bleed. It's not going to be a plummet like that because of this and this alone. All right, uh, top twenty-five singers of all time. No, this no. is uh, this is part Let's break, of Steve. Yeah, this is part of a uh, a larger list of one hundred top one hundred singers of all time. Start with number twenty-five. <laughs> this is gonna get it great. Get off to a great start. Uh, reminder of the rules: you buy, you agree uh, generally with where this person is on the list. Sell, you don't agree with where this person is on the list. But once again, top twenty-five. Singers of all time. This is top twenty-five singers of all time. Okay. All right, number twenty-five. 
Michael Jackson. They think they have, we're talking pop singers. These, these are these are across all genres. Okay. They, there's 24 greater than Michael Jackson. Okay, according to Rolling Stone. I, I think I, I I gotta sell with the, reserving the right to go back later and buy when I see who else is on this list. But I I, I mean 24 greater. I no, I gotta sell. I, I'm gonna buy, and I'm really locked in on singer. If this was performer, performer he'd okay. need to be way higher. I, I mean, from kid, wonder kid singer uh, on up. But his showmanship, his performance, is the what makes him Michael Jackson. Just on singing alone, I'll take him at 25 on this list. But I right, just I'll go with I'll go with what you said. That's fine. You talked me into it. 24, Van Morrison. Sell. Oh, sell. Okay. Come on, man. Come on. Higher? I'm already, I'm back to selling on Michael Jackson. Needs to be higher? If, if Van Morrison is, is is rated higher than Michael Jackson, I'm, yeah. I just tapped out. I tapped out. Agreed. Who put this list together? Uh, Rolling Stone. Yeah, they suck too. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, they suck again. Yeah. 23, David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, here we go. My whole standard. Ground control to Major Tom. Right. No. I thought Steve no. had induced no. himself into some and hell no. sort of catatonic state. Yeah, no. No. All right. Uh, number 22, Etta James. Uh, I'm, I'll buy. I can handle that. This whole thing feels too trolling and contrarian, so I'm selling. Number twenty one, Johnny Cash. You should just sell everybody. Sell every sell every number. See, this is clearly not okay. This is Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. I, can, I can buy that there. Twenty one. Yeah. Okay. I can buy that there. Knowing okay. that they probably okay. have him too low. Well, I was I I I pull back my whole earlier thing that I'm going to fixate on Singer because that's clearly not what they're doing because mm-hmm. Johnny Cash is not a great singer, uh, but he's a great artist. So, um, yeah, based on that, we're, we're clearly talking about artist or performer now. Um, yeah, uh, of all time, of all time, Johnny Cash 21. Whew. That still seems too high, doesn't it? I don't I mean, know. I, if you have Van Morrison ahead of Michael Jackson, is it too high? <laughs> that level of resignation there for a second. I don't know. These, these lists have broke me. What are we doing here anyways? Um... Sell. Th- you've thought too long about it. Make yes. a call. Sell. All right. Feels too high. All right. Uh, Twenty. Smokey Robinson. Oh. Sell. Too too high. Think it's too high. Yeah. All right. I'll buy that. <laughs> Why not? Nineteen. Bob Marley. Sell. No man. No sell. Man. Uh, eight. No woman. No cry. No sell. <laughs> okay. No. Eighteen. I wish they would not have included this particular photo of Freddie Mercury. Sell. Classically trained singer, tremendous performer. Probably should be higher, I'll sell. Higher? Probably should be higher. Of all time? Probably should be. Well, if you got Van Morrison ahead of Michael Jackson, he probably should be higher. That's indicative how the rest of this is going to go? Yeah. 17, Tina Turner. Sell. Way too high. Yeah, sell. Too high. Sell. Uh, Mick Jagger at number 16. Again, singer or performer? No, or performer. If it's performer, it's arguably number one. But if it's singer, it's too high. 
I mean, I, I, he's too high. If it's a singer, how are we this, how are we doing this? this like, whole list is it's high. like the Heisman Trophy. Is it the best quarterback? Is it the most important player? Yes. Is it the is it the yes. MVP? Which is it? Yes. Okay. So I mean, Freddie Mercury is a lot better singer than than Mick Jagger. Number fifteen, arguably a better performer. So sell fifteen. Robert Plant. <sighs> Bye. Oh, well, he's he's the guy that I was thinking of in my initial singer because Robert Plant just can bring the you know, pain. You could make an argument. I take them and I take the who. That is individual parts. If you did like a top five of all time, every member of the band would be at their position. Mm-hmm. You could argue Roger Daltrey, top five all-time leadman. Maybe you wouldn't argue Pete Townsend, a top five all-time guitarist, but when you throw in all the same, he wrote all those songs. Yeah. Absolutely, Keith Moon, he might be the number one all-time drummer. John Entwistle on bass, absolutely. Dude played like the keyboard on bass. And then if you look at Led Zeppelin, Plant, absolutely a top five all-time lead, lead man, front man. Jimmy Page, absolutely a top five all-time guitarist, and he wrote a lot of those songs too. John Paul Jones, absolutely on that list as a bassist. John Bonham as a drummer, you bet. So if I, I can't believe there's 15 better. Four, 14 Neither better can I, him. but I've been selling so much I need to buy. So. I'm going to buy, but I, I have a feeling I'm going to go back and sell because there's people I think are going to be ahead of him that have no business being. Oh, count on it. Like right now, probably. Yes. I just scrolled down to see who is number one. Uh, let's go to... See, we just did. 15, we just did right? Robert Plant. Yes. Here's 14. Al Green. Sell. I'm. Uh, yeah. That. that uh, yeah. Come <laughs> Sell. On. Come on. Come on, man. 13. Al Green ahead of Robert Plant. I'm cutting myself right now. Actually. 13. Roy Orbison. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't know. I have never. Elvis heard of Costello it. wasn't available. Come on, man. Roy Orbison ahead of Robert Plant. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. No, this I'm is not. worse than I, when I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Was on the best songs of the '80s. Yeah, all right, still haven't found what you're looking for. <laughs> so, uh, num- number twelve, Little Richard. So. Uh, we're done. We're done here. We're done here now. Thank you. <laughs> He's a good singer. <laughs> we're done here. He's a good singer. Uh, all time. Pro tip: yeah. If you are better known for being on Hollywood Squares <laughs> than for singing. You're not ahead of Robert I Plant. Love, I love Tootie Thank Fruity. you. Okay. <laughs> Number 11, Paul McCartney. Okay, singer. Great songwriter. No, he shouldn't be ahead of Robert Plant. I'm sorry. That's my benchmark. I always have my benchmarks. Yep. You're not ahead of Robert Plant. No. Sell. That That's a good standard, but... Standards are clearly irrelevant here, so he needed to be somewhere by. I'm like I'm fine with him being 11. I'm not fine with him being ahead of Robert Plant. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I probably put them both in the top 10. Actually, yeah, I got you. There's just no way he's you know. no way he's better than Robert Plant. I agree. All right, number 10, James Brown. That's a tougher call. I'm fine with him being ahead of Robert Plant. I wouldn't I wouldn't rank it that way, but I'm not like offended at it if you have that take. So I'm okay with it. I'll buy. I'll buy it for the same reason. Number nine, Stevie Wonder. Sell. Mm, Should be ahead high, of Robert Plant. Or Paul McCartney, for that matter. Number eight, Otis Redding. Come on, man. It was like three songs. Sell. No. Sell. Come on. All right, number seven. I don't agree with this one. Bob Dylan. No way. 
Come on, come on. Never meet them on the way out of here. That really Send the Joker to the deep. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Yeah. No. 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 But it's it's no. clearly we're not doing singer as a artist, performer, resonating no. of. Uh, then they should have said yeah. that. That's the root word of singer. We crossed Sing. this Rubicon Sing. like five lists ago. You embrace the insanity. <laughs> Bye. Sell. Number six. Hard Mar- sell. Number six, Marvin Gaye. I wouldn't put him, same thing with James Brown. Wouldn't put him ahead of Robert Plant. But if you do, I'm not offended at that. So I'll, I'll, I'll buy. I could buy this. Number five, John Lennon. I'll buy it. I, I can, I still would put Plant higher, but I mean, it's really close, so I'm okay with it. I will sell because it's too too high, and a lot of that is just a, the the McCartney. Actually, you know, what? I'm going to sell because you know what? Frankly, McCartney is a, is the better singer of the two, don't you think? Well, that's where I was going. Yeah, is that where you're going? Okay. And if I didn't want McCartney ahead of Plant, then I yeah. sure, I certainly don't want Lennon yeah. ahead of him. So sell. All right, number four, Sam Cooke. I, I think um, this is you throw a name in from the past so that you sound cool, hip, researched. Sell. Sell. Number three, Elvis Presley. Can buy B- that. Buy. Absolutely can buy that. You bet. Number two, Ray Charles. That's, sell. That's a sneaky two. It's just too high. I think it's too high. How is Michael Jackson 25 on I this list know. now? Yeah, now, I, I, know. I know. Did not... I, Somebody, somebody know. warned you. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think Ray Charles probably should be higher than most people. I don't put, wouldn't put him at number two. All right. Are you ready for the number well, one no. singer? No. Who have we not? Let's try. Who is it? Um, we've done Beatles. We've done Elvis. We, uh, Mick Jagger. We. Who could it be? Who do you think? Who is she? It's uh, oh. Debbie Harry. I knew it was going to be number one. He, Lead singer. I knew of it was going to be a woman. I'm I just kidding. It it's Aretha Franklin. Oh, I knew it was going to be number um, one. But you know what? If you were going to pick someone number one, if you wanted to go hashtag Me Too and get your and get all wokey with your list, you could accept that. One. You, I can. You, I can live with that play. Yes. Wouldn't put her number one, but she belongs. Yes. pretty high on the list. Yeah. I can live with it. Look at us. This these. <laughs> These are have beat us down so badly. We 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 just pretty much <laughs> relent and say, if we're gonna be, have to be woke. I thought well it was gonna done. be so much worse, so I will accept <laughs> this. Yes. Final thoughts, Aaron. Go. Uh, you, you know, I'm just proud of both of you for making it through another list. That's all. Todd. Yeah. When you bring up these lists, I I simultaneously tremble and get a little excited <laughs> because there's just so much potential. Thanks to all of you who listened to us today. Don't forget promo code DACE if you want to watch our show on CRTV. We are back at it again tomorrow with a little Theology Thursday action. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.